are listening to Coast to Coast AM. Connie Willis here. Please find me at ConnieWillis.com. Merry Christmas to those of you. Please join me tomorrow night. Connie Claus will be here. We'll be checking Santa updates, and we'll be talking with Lynn Buchanan, who says God made three people. And then we got Trapper John, Jack, excuse me, I want to say Trapper John. I was kidding him about that, too. Trapper Jack will be here talking about the miracles of Christmas, and you can ask him questions from the Bible that you want to ask. He's got a great sense of humor. It will not be boring at all. Our guest tonight, Dr. Ken, he is talking to us about all sorts of really cool cosmetic things. He graduated from the University of Colorado School of Medicine in 92. He works in Denver. He's got four locations, specializes in plastic surgery, internal medicine, dermatology, and also emergency medicine. And if you get to see him, I mean, let me tell you, he, uh, He's right there with Duran Duran in the hair, man. He's got it going on. I think they're envious of you as well, if they're still around. <laughs> the man with great hair, Dr. Ken. That's what he's known for. At least that's how I'll, that's what I heard about you. But uh, anyway, Dr. Ken, thanks so much for being here. It's, being, it's fun. And I hope you're having a good time, too, because you know our station. Oh, yes. It's so nice to be on Coast to Coast like a dream. I love that. I love to hear that. We we all love to hear that here. So before we grab on to some other calls, what are the most successful surgeries uh, when it comes to the looking of the younger and the brighter and the healthier? Is it maybe neck or uh, facelifts? Because the neck, oh my gosh, when people get their neck done, they look so much younger. The neck really just at one point just kind of falls down, doesn't it? So top procedures that have a high value would be uh, eyelid surgery. We'll start from the top. Eyelid surgery, You, if you have your eyelids kind of hanging down over your eyelashes, that's a really good one. And if you can't see very well, sometimes it's actually covered by insurance. So that's highly successful. Necklace, facelifts are highly successful. Um, noses uh, have, can be kind of tricky. So that one you kind of have to go in knowing that there's a recovery there. Brow lifts aren't done as popular, aren't as popular as uh, they were oh, 20 years ago. So and and the way that so those are the big procedures that are good. And the things that I kind of specialize in are things right before surgery. So things kind of prevent you from having a scar on your face. Uh, that. Those are the kind of things that I think are kind of nice is if you can do some prevention and not have to do that big surgery. Um, that's that's the kind of thing that I am, am, am focusing on at this point. What do you mean? Which ones are those? But the typical things like restoring volume to the face with filler, uh, tightening the skin is a big one. And one of the new procedures that's out that's really cool is if you, if you do a facelift, you cut right in front of the ear and you take out a piece of skin, you pull it back, tighten it up, and sew it together. But that leaves you a little scar in front of your ear. And a lot of guys don't want to have scars. A lot of women don't want to have scars, want to be able to have their hair back. Uh, and sometimes the scars are noticeable. So there's this new procedure that we're starting to do called Elicor that just takes tiny little pieces of skin out from ear to ear um, just under the lower face, and if you add up all the pieces 
that are taken out, like over 7,000 little pieces, it adds up to like a third or a quarter of a facelift. And you can do that without any scarring and some minimal healing, like bruising for three days and and uh, splotchiness for up to a week. So technology like that's advancing to where it makes it easier on people and not having to do the big surgeries. So that's... These are- and these are the needles with holes in them, right? So it goes in and then it comes back out and pulls that the, what's in that needle out. And then it fills in and grows in and fills in and tightens it. Is that right? What happens is it, it has a little core and so it takes out a little tiny piece, like 400 microns uh, thick. And after it cuts it, it has a vacuum and sucks it out. And you do 7,000 of those in the lower face and they found the perfect diameter that when when it heals, it doesn't scar. So anything less than 400 microns, it doesn't scar. And it does because the skin's got to fill that hole, so it actually tightens. So that's called a non a minimally invasive excisional uh, face tightening procedure, or uh, Elicor is the name of the device. And that's really cool, and that's, that's going to fit a niche for people who don't want to have the major surgeries. And do you do those? Have you done a lot of those? Yeah, we just got the, it's brand new, the device, about three months ago, and we've been doing them. And what's really interesting is not only do you get improvement of the sagginess of the skin, but the skin looks better, and then you also, because you're doing it around the mouth, it kind of helps the lips look better naturally. Oh, that's that, that I like being involved in technology that's advancing and making it better for patients. And that's one of the things I like about this field is we're all, there's always something new that's doing better for the patient. Well, that's what I also like about your work is you are not only practicing it and doing it, but you are also studying what else is out there. You're constantly looking at what's new and being a part of it. I like to go to the meetings and kind of see what everybody else is doing and then kind of tell them what I'm doing that's successful. I think that's really a, a cool thing of my field is the collegiality and seeing and, and helping each other do a better job. Do you, do you find yourself like if you're out to lunch or out to dinner, are you just constantly tuned into everybody's face or do you have to turn it off at one point? Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I turn it off. So I, I, I turn it off because then I'd be looking weird at people. I turn it off. Try to look at them as humans and appreciate their, 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 you know, their vivaciousness and their smile. I try not to get into looking at them too uh, technically. I, I, sometimes that, that doesn't come across so well. <laughs> I could imagine. East of the Rockies, let's talk to John from Canada. Hey there, John. Welcome to Coast to Coast. Hey, John, you with us? John's taking a nap. Sometimes we've done this and we actually hear them snore. He's been on the phone a while. Let's uh, go west of the Rockies and talk to Linda out of California. Hey there, Linda. Welcome to Coast to Coast. Hello, Connie. Um, Hi. I have a question for your guest. Is it Dr. Uh, oh, gee, I forgot Dr. his name now. Dr. Ken, um, K-E-N, Dr. Ken. Uh, Dr. Ken, is it? 
Ken, yeah. Ken, like Kenny. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I'd like to ask is, is it possible at this time to grow teeth, your own teeth with stem cells? I heard that there is some work being done with this, so I'm curious. For health reasons and for just, I mean, dentures and implants are not very appealing. So is there any work being done in that area? There is work being done. Uh, It needs a little bit more than stem cells, though. You need to be able to create a substrate of the teeth, and you might use stem cells to create the the product that you're using to do some 3D printing. So I know there's research in it, and I, I don't know the specifics, but I can tell you one thing that's really interesting that I've done when with part of our stem cell study is that when people have radiation therapy after cancer, sometimes they have problems with their teeth, and their teeth, uh, they have to have implants. And because the radiation affects the healing capacity of the mouth, Sometimes implants don't take, and I've done some patients to where we've harvested their stem cells, and then I, we've given to the, uh, the oral surgeons uh, their stem cells so they would coat the implants with the stem cells or the pocket where the implant's going to go, and uh, it, I, I didn't really have a, a lot of patients, but the ones that we did do it on, they, the implants took better than when they didn't have the stem cells there. So I think that's really interesting. Interesting. Linda, thanks so much for the call. First-time caller, let's talk to Janet out of Missouri. Janet, welcome to Coast to Coast. Hi. Yes, hi. I would like to ask Dr. Ken. Uh, I have, like, age spots all over my nose, and some, and now they're coming on my face. It, to me, I, I feel like it's like a witch's nose. Huh. But I was just wondering what I could do for that. I've tried all kinds of creams and whatever. And I was wondering if there was anything that I could do personally for that. Well, first of all, uh, those those sunspots are, are from when you are younger. So I'm sure you're really good at sunscreen now, but we always like to blame our 17-year-old self when we were lying out without any sunscreen on. And... Believe it or not, sunscreen was just invented in 1983. Before 1983, we had suntan lotion. So the goal was to get a better suntan, not to protect our skin. So that tells you why it happened. Uh, But, yes, there are good treatments for that. Um, Seeing a cosmetic doctor to make sure they're not skin cancer would be important. And then the treatments that you can use for them if they're not cancer are is a laser treatment, and it's called a photofacial, and it's got some really cool science behind it. So um, you, you can do a laser treatment on the skin, and it will heat up and damage the brown spots, and when they flake off in two weeks, they, they become lighter, and usually you need a few treatments for that. It's called a photofacial. You could Google that with the town that you're in and find um, a lot of places that do photofacials, and it doesn't hurt that much, and there's not a lot of downtime. That's good. But the science behind it, if, Connie, is it okay if I go in the science of photofacials? Please, thank you. Uh, so, the, so 
what's really interesting is every wavelength is attracted to a certain color or molecule. And so you can pick different wavelengths that are attracted to reds or blues or water or collagen or, or fat or, or brown. And so when you have sun damage, that's brown, right? So if you use a wavelength that is preferentially absorbed in the brown by the brown color, it'll pass through the normal skin and be absorbed by the brown color, which heats up, and the heat can damage that tissue and then cause it to flake off and become lighter. So that's pretty interesting. It's called selective photothermolysis, meaning you're using a selected wavelength to target a certain color or chromophore or molecule. Good stuff. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, do, do you find that different countries, is there is there a country that's more aggressive, more modern than than others in terms of the newer techniques? Well, it, it's interesting. Uh, the Latin American com- countries are very advanced in their surgical techniques, and but they're not quite as advanced in the devices that uh, because they they cost the devices are expensive to develop and they cost money. So it seems like certain countries like Colombia, Argentina, Brazil are very good at developing advanced surgeries. And then there are um, countries like Israel or Germany and the United States and Korea that are very good at developing technology and, and working with technology. So it's interesting. There's there's different strengths for different countries. Uh, so that, yeah, that's an interesting point. Did you just hiccup? Just hiccup. You hiccuped. You're the first person I know that's ever hiccuped on coast to coast, at least with me. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'll totally embarrass you on that. No, I, I'm okay to have a hiccup. Okay, that's cool. I like excitement. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. What's going on over there? What do you what's 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 going on? What bourbon do you got? It is Christmas. It's eggnog. That's all it is. Okay, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Yeah, so I I know that uh, it's funny. I had talked to you at one time about uh, some Korean uh, technique, and it, it's also interesting when some of these techniques are performed that you do them. Sometimes it's not the first time. You've got to do it again and again and again. I remember you talking about a Korean technique and you said, oh yeah, they never give us an instructions there. And I had just gotten some arts and craft thing from Korea and, and it didn't give me the instructions. And it was the same thing. I was like, I was trying to make an arts and craft piece and I didn't get the instructions. And you said the same thing with some of the advanced technology or, uh, or facelifting that they had. Do you remember that? Yeah, I get, I like to, I've been to Korea, and I like to go hear other experts from around the world talk. And I went to see this one guy from Korea talk in Vancouver, and he had all his devices with him. And I said, oh, you know, he's been doing this for as long as I have. He really likes them, and it looks pretty simple to understand. And I tried to figure it out. It was all in Korean. I had to get a special 
electrical setup to use the device too. It took me about a month to figure that out. And then trying to do it on patients, it, you know, it didn't really work that well. And I was like, what's going on? And I had to like look at the videos because they wouldn't tell you what they're doing. You had to stop it and look at it, see what they're doing. I uh, finally figured it out. I mean, that's one thing with my patients too is I have tons of patients that are willing to be, to let me work with them on new things. People love to advance science when it comes to cosmetic surgery. Oh, they're like, here, my hand is up. I'm next. I'm your next volunteer. I'll do it. But you already got the people that work in your office that are all just happy, smiling, all looking good. They're getting it. <laughs> they're they're uh, all the little test babies for you. It's it's amazing. Do you love your what you do? I I have a great practice, I, I can say. I mean, compared to the doctors that I know in this healthcare environment, my practice is nice. I have great patients, um, great staff. They're happy to see me. Uh, I can I can do what I want and provide the great care that I want to. I'm not. If I want to spend extra time with a patient, I can. If I want to give them a free treatment for being a good patient, I can. So I I have uh, a lot of leeway to practice the way I I want to practice. I like that. That is Dr. Ken, who you're listening to, and he's going to take some more phone calls when we come back. So nice to learn about all these things. Dr. Ken, drken.org, or d-o-c-t-o-r-ken.org. Stay with us. More to come here on Coast to Coast AM. You are listening to Coast to Coast AM. Hello there. Connie Willis here. Tis the season. Tomorrow night, we're going to all be back. Well, actually, Connie Claus is going to be back tomorrow night. We're going to be checking out where Santa is along the evening. Lynn Buchanan's going to be with us. Uh, he talks about God made three people, right? You can probably guess those, right? He, so he's going to talk about that. He made three people, Adam, Eve, and Jesus. So he's going to talk about that tomorrow. That's I, I'm, I'm interested. He gave me that much, and I said, okay, hold off. I want to hear the rest of it on the show. And then we're going to have a trapper Jack with us too talking about the uh the birth of Jesus and the different um you know paranormal sides of it and you can ask him questions. And his whole thing is hey, doesn't have to be boring. He's got a great sense of humor. You're going to like it and he'll be great at asking your questions. Tonight, Dr. Ken with us. He's got an extensive background, and I love hearing that he's owner and medical director of the Colorado Stem Cell Treatment Center, a site with a nationwide multi-center clinical investigation of the safety of words that I can't say. I'll let him say those words. That's why he makes the big bucks, and that's why he, he does what he does. But it's all about the treatment of many degenerative diseases. So, Dr. Ken, I slaughtered that a little bit, you think, or maybe not. Maybe I did okay. You did great. Oh, okay. Honey. Thanks. It's all about self-esteem, right? <laughs> you, by the way, your work helps with that with people, correct? You can get, you can make people feel better about themselves. And I think if you can improve their certain characteristics, it, it affects how people interact with them. And that will affect how you think about yourself. Yeah. That's. I think it's a it's more than just what I do 
fixes self-esteem. I think what I do may affect how you interact with other people. That whole confidence thing, you know, when you feel good about yourself, you know, a lot of times people do it for someone else or other people. And then, you know, I think it's very healthy to do it for yourself. You know, you're the one that looks in the mirror every day. And it's, I think it's great to do it for yourself. Sometimes having someone else, like the um, perfect example is I have people come in and they go, you know, I was holding my grandchild and then she pulled on my neck and (laughs) gobble. And I was like, what? And then they came in and see me because they, they, it made them see what was going on. Even worse, the little baby's handprints and fingerprints still stayed on. <laughs> oh, no, that's even worse. It's all um, tell the truth, right? Yes. You know, something else I know about people that have practices like yours, and thank you again for being here because I know you're a busy guy at, at what you do, and, and you're certainly wanted and sought after, but... And and it's funny to me because, look, in this day and age, people get Botox. They get filler. Those are like the basics and regular things. You know, it's on a regular basis that it happens. But they, it, amazing to me that some people do it. They're married and their spouses don't know. And they also like to find a back door so people don't see them coming in and out of Ural's offices. Oh, yeah. We call it, uh, we, we call it like, Botox on the DL or treatment on the DL. We we get all funny situations like that. The DL means on the down low. So people want to do <laughs> have anyone know, including their husbands. I had I had one. I get a lot of this like my, these emergent phone calls. My husband left town. I need to get in, <laughs> so he doesn't know. <laughs> that, um, how that how is that? <laughs> One patient, she didn't do a big liposuction, but she did like a medium-sized liposuction, and her husband didn't leave town, so she wanted to keep it from him, um, which I didn't think was a good idea because I think if anything were to happen, it would be right for him to know that she had something done, but she didn't want to tell him. And so she told me that she was able to keep it from him. She just said every night for about five days, she just went to bed early. She was really tired. <laughs> so there, there's all these crazy things going on. People pay with, oh, I'm going to pay you a third with this credit card, a third cash, and a third with this. So. Oh, hey, I know that trick. Okay, I, you know, you got to get your uh, frequent flyer miles. You know, you got to get your Delta ones, your Southwest ones, your American Airline ones. You know, that's just the way it is. Um, let me ask you this too. Because I know this is a, this is a thing, so a lot of times, I mean, you'll put like a topical on people and put you know throw that needle in and just go to town. Some people don't even care to have topicals, and some people get totally numbed. But but some people scream, some people do other things. You have names for people and what they do. So the most common thing people do is. Uh... So I usually work, if I'm working on their face, I work from behind. And the most common thing people do is we call it, we have a name for it, it's called happy feet, is they start like flapping their feet on the bottom when they get nervous. And we say, oh, you got happy feet. Uh, 
Other people will make noises. Uh, we call them chirpers. <laughs> Some people will hum. They'll, they'll use a humming to kind of like, you know, distract them. Have you ever been grabbed or punched or anything? Yeah, so those those are common things. The, I can tell you the best thing to help people comfortable during a procedure that involves an injection is have them start talking about something they're really interested in. <laughs> I will have, I will like if I get somebody on a good topic they really care about, I'll finish the treatment and they'll go, are you done? Did you do it? And they won't even know they had injections in their face because they're concentrating on what they're talking about. So that just tells you how important the mind-body connection is right there. So are you able to connect with them while they're talking and do your work? Or are you going, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh? Most of the time I am. Sometimes if I'm doing something a little <laughs> bit complicated, I, I, I will stop talking. East of the Rockies, let's talk to John from Canada. Let's see if John is awake now. Hey there, John. You're on Coast to Coast Hi, AM. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay, about two years ago, I hurt my back, and it kind of put some, because uh, I was sedentary, I cut, put some weight on my gut. Now I've got an abdominal separation, and uh, is that something that can be fixed with cosmetic surgery? Because when I go to sit up, I get like a alien bulge coming out my belly. Do you, do you know how, like, if you were to put your finger in between your muscles, is it like one yep. finger width or two finger width? About, I'd say two. So you can, so there is a new device that, that's called uh, diastasis. Yep. Uh, diastasis, and that just means separation. It happens in women a lot, and men, Um but it happens in women after pregnancy a lot. Uh, it's uh, And most people have it. Like as they get older, they usually have one finger breath. But if you start getting over one finger breath, you can get that little cone, like the alien coming out of your gut when you do a little sit-up. Uh, yep. The, the treatment is it something that, that I can fix? Surgical treatment is called the M-Sculpt, and that uh, helps uh, super contract the muscles so it kind of pulls them closer together and that works without much pain and you but you have to do several treatments not covered by insurance it's a cosmetic treatment but you can improve diastasis with with that which which is it's to be truthful you can't do it with sit-ups because sometimes that makes it stretch more just like we talked about so you got to do it with M sculpt or you have to if it's really bad you have to go in and sew the muscle together. So, and I'd say most people, if it's only two finger breaths, would not do the surgery for that. Uh, but they would do they would do the M sculpt device. Thank you, John. Hope that helped you out. That's great. Thanks for those answers for him. Uh, Wildcard line number four, Brendan, Austin, Texas. Hey, Brendan, welcome to the show. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I had to make sure the Bluetooth switch. Uh, so I have a quick question. Um, you were talking about implants earlier, and uh, with the implant that you were saying that with the advances in stem cells that they took better, and I was wondering, is, what's your opinion on the future of body modification, and is there any limits to it, um, and do you think we're going to get bigger and better body modification? For example, there's already people that have horns and metal under their skin and you know there's the guy that like 
tattooed his eyes black and he looks like a reptile and his his wife is like a like a art artist and she says he's his she he is her art piece so that's an interesting marriage but uh what do you think the limits of body modification is with plastic surgery and how long until people start converting themselves into bigfoot do we need to worry about that anytime soon <laughs> well there's a whole little subculture of people that call biohacking, which is completely outside of really medical practice. It's more their own little thing where they they are taking genes and injecting themselves with genes and trying to change their their genetic makeup. So I think even more than appearance, we can start changing our genes and that's coming. It's kind of off. It's not really mainstream yet, but, you know, that's going to be coming. And I don't think the United States were really going to have that. But that's, I think, more interesting than putting a horn on your skull is changing your genetic makeup. And God knows what you could do with that. I mean, you could put Neanderthal genes in yourself. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, let us know when you get on the board of that, and we definitely want to talk with you then to see what's going on. And we'll see if there's any volunteers for that. Yeah. You know there will be. Let's go wild card line number two. Talk to uh, Dallas out of Texas. Is that is that is your name Dallas and you're out of Texas? Yes. Oh, my God. Excellent. Connie, you're the matriarch. Oh, thank you. And I just love this show. I'm not right. I had an eye lift on my top eyelid in 2014. It cut it when I had my old implant taken out and put in, and then I had the eye lift because it was all one surgery. Now, what happened after that, I had a bunch of stitches on top, and it just seemed like it kept sagging, Dr. Ken. It just, like, literally, I don't know. And so I have to, in order to wear mascara and makeup, you know, it's like I have to tape my, the side of my eyes. So I, and I don't want to get a forehead with my darker symbol. That's the only way to do it. Now, I don't, want to do that, but do you have an alternative? Well, that's that's exactly the point. So if you have a saggy eyelid, it can be caused by a droopy brow or it can just be caused by a saggy eyelid uh, with a normal brow. So if you've treated the eyelid and your doctor thinks that that's the maximum you can do, then yes, uh, doing a forehead lift is uh, possible. So there's different techniques, and there's some new ones now where you can do a full forehead lift where you get a scar in the hairline. You can do a scar in Asia. They do them in the brow. But there's new techniques in the U.S. where they do endoscopic brow lifts where they use a special implant where they take a hook and they pull up the skin and then they hook it into the skull and so you don't have to have a big scar. So that's an endoscopic brow lift. Um, and you can do other surgeries that are minimally invasive where they just pull the brow up with a 
a suture. So there are all alternatives. I would suggest you see your regular doctor and see what the alternatives are to um, a not big brow lift with lots of scarring. And I always recommend seeing two or three doctors if you don't like the answer because one of them might have the answer that talks to you best. Thank you. Good uh, good question. Good luck with you, Dallas. Connie Willis here on Coast to Coast AM. We're wrapping up with Dr. Ken here. He has um, uh, four loca- other locations other than Denver and specializes in plastic surgery, internal medicine, dermatology, emergency medicine. Got an incredible background and continues to move forward. I love the stem cell information from you too and we just want to thank you for being here is there anything else you want to say just to wrap up and close out well i always wanted to ask you connie uh what is the uh biggest story in the last 30 years that you think has proved to be true um well i would just look right at my own research and what i've seen when i've gone to places uh especially up here in the rockies just, you know, to me, it doesn't have to be something that is worldwide that somebody saw a video or went viral or, or, or the government or the people that are fighting for the disclosure. To me, you know, okay, that's all a given. That's real. But to me, the bigger things are the things I've seen because I, I see the truth. It's not embellished. It's not, you know, it's what I see. And so that is what just holds on to me and I keep going for something else and something else and something else. And I get it. If you go to the places where they are and if your intentions are right, uh, you'll see more things if your intentions are right, because more entities will show themselves and more of these phenomena will be there for you and show up because your intentions are good. But if you go the other route, uh, you know, watch out. But some of these entities don't care. So they're, they're going to be there no matter what. So, Dr. Ken, thank you for that question. And looking forward to uh, seeing you in the future and bringing you back to Coast to Coast. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for having me. DrKen.org, DrKen.org. He is wonderful. And Lori Williams before that, thank you all so much, these great guests. And you guys, write in, let us know how you, how you like the show. And again, it's in the memory of Ian Punnett. So, hey, from the foothills of the Colorado Rockies, many thanks going out to the uh, Coast to Coast team. We're talking Julie Talbot, Bill May, Lisa Lyon, Tommy Danheiser, Dan Galani, Stephanie Smith, Mike Cosio, Adam Thompson, Lex Lonehood, Sean Lodesour, Jeremy Wells, Tim Banal, Gina Salvati, Donna Walker, Jeremiah Harris, thank you for tonight, Roger Slavin, Chris Burroughs, Lisa Gar. Richard Searett, George Knapp, and of course, the man, George Norrie. The Coast to Coast team and family, tomorrow night, be back. Connie Claus, Santa updates. Um, we got uh, Trapper Jack coming, Lim Buchanan, and it's Christmas Eve. I can't believe it. Wow. So until we meet again, check me out at ConnieWillis.com and keep watching the night skies and continue with me to seek out the strange and uncover the unknown for Coast to Coast I'm Connie Willis.